Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Over the next hour, you'll have the opportunity to listen to Cynthia Hyatt, an internationally recognized therapist and life management expert in private practice with offices in Phoenix and Scottsdale. As a captivating communicator, Cynthia engages, energizes, and inspires her audiences to become all God created them to be. For more information on Cynthia's diverse background, log on to CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Let the next 60 minutes inspire, motivate, and encourage you to become your own best version. Now, here's Cynthia. Well, thank you for joining me today. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and this is Conversations with Cynthia on 1360 KPXQ Faith Talk Radio. So glad you joined me today. And we are going to keep in this um, uh, topic that we have been talking about the last maybe four, six weeks actually now about marriage, relationships. And so I think you're going to enjoy today because I'm going to be quite specific about certain mistakes that men make and women make in marriage and really the impact that these mistakes will have. And maybe this can give some insight about what we might want to change, how we might want to do things differently, and just being aware of things that are really actually not helping the situation. So I'm going to start with you men today. I'm going to start with the six things that you might be doing that will not help the marriage situation. So this is, despite your best intentions, um, these particular habits can really undermine the relationship. And um, a lot of these things might come natural, and you might not recognize what they are doing to the women in your life. Same as when I talk to you women in the second half of this hour about the things that might feel very naturally, might come natural to you, but they are affecting the men in your life very negatively. So... These, some of these mistakes really, truly may be ruining your marriage. In fact, if you're a typical man, you're likely doing several of these things that I'm going to be talking about, and you might be doing them quite often. And so, you know, you don't believe me, ask your wife. Well, I don't want you to get defensive because this isn't about blame. And these aren't ridiculous relationship mistakes. These are really some subtle things that you might not even know you're doing. And changing these particular habits really can make a big difference in your life, with your wife, and in your marriage. And it can also be actually quite good for you. So recognizing these mistakes and making efforts to correct them will not only help your marriage, but it will also help your health and the health of your spouse. Because we know that stress is a huge um, uh, toxin to our, def- to our immune system. And stress causes us to have more injury, to have more illness, Stress causes all kinds of things and all kinds of breakdowns in our life. And so the better our relationships are, the less stress we have in our life. And so over time, what we find is that negative feelings in a relationship, when they're not addressed, do lead to physical and psychological problems. Because that stress that develops in the relationship with each partner, it's going to be different reasons. But by the time the couple gets treatment for the stress... There may be actual anxiety or depression or any types of other autoimmune um, diseases that can come that we know that stress is one of the precursors for. So here's some common mistakes, and and I'm going to also elaborate on them to, to help you out a little bit with it. So number one, not showing empathy. 
And this does not mean that I am saying that you as a man don't care about the woman in your life and that you might not feel empathy, but it's the idea of showing empathy because this is probably the most important part of any relationship, especially when it comes to women. And it's the ability to recognize and share someone else's feelings. So it's the ability to recognize what your wife is feeling and to share in that feeling. And one of the things for you men, that's one of the things you do not want to do. You don't want to feel negative feelings. You don't want to feel sorrow. You don't want to feel upset. You don't want to feel sadness or hurt for your wife. Because many times what that does for men, it causes them to feel that they need to take action. So one of the defense mechanisms that men often have is that if I don't feel anything, then I won't have to be sorry if I do something about it, or I won't have to be compelled to do something and then fail. So what's important for you as men is to understand that one of the things that always works with women, and one of the reasons that womanizers are so effective with women and manipulating women is because they share their feelings and they empathize with the feeling. And when I talk to men about this whole issue of empathizing and caring about a woman and how she feels, and that when you care about how she feels, you generally solve the problem. And what's difficult is that men have this tendency to think if they validate the feeling, share the feeling, encourage expression of the feeling, that somehow the feeling will get bigger. Because that is sometimes what happens with men. That's not necessarily the case with women. Once I connect with a woman, share the feelings with her, care about the feelings, her feelings actually de-escalate. So what I want you to think about, men, is that this is about understanding a woman's feelings and validating them. And when I understand someone's feelings, it doesn't necessarily mean I agree with them. It means that I get it. I understand that whatever the situation is, I understand that that created the feeling that they are experiencing. It doesn't mean I would feel that way, and it doesn't mean I necessarily agree with it. But it does mean I care about it. So what I want you to think, men, is I want you to do something rather than simply listening. I don't want you to go into fix-it mode, and I don't want you to try to solve it. I want you to care. And so this is one of those things that is is a huge, very magic panacea for women. And one of the ways that will cause her to feel tremendously loved and very close to you, which will cause all kinds of positive things for her. So the second one, second mistake that men make is reckless spending. And this comes down to a primary need for women, which is security. And one of the things that causes women always to settle down is if they, number one, feel understood and cared about, And number two, that they have what they need. Because if you think of the hardwiring of women and the way that men are are also hardwired, men have this tendency to feel like they'll always be okay. They'll always figure it out. They'll always pull it off. So they can lose a million dollars today. And as as painful as that is, they're going to do the great comeback. They know that they'll somehow figure it out. That is not the case with women. That is not how we feel. And so when we don't have what we need, we get very anxious. And it doesn't matter how many times someone tells us, God's going to always provide, your husband always pulls it off, you've always had what you need. We can intellectually get that, but emotionally, we don't get it. And so it's very important that you understand that 
Big purchases without consulting your wife, huge no-no. In fact, she might rank that around the same, at the same level as infidelity. Because that is a marriage-busting mistake. And men have a tendency to do it a lot because men trust themselves. And they think that if they trust themselves and they know that they're going to provide, that you should just somehow be okay with it. Maybe intellectually it all works out. Maybe logically, maybe even factually it all works out. But the emotional connection that is going to lead you to have the relationship that you want with your wife has everything to do with connecting to her and making sure that she is a part of those decisions so that she can be in agreement, understand them, and actually support them. And so one of the hardest things for men is feeling as if they have to answer to somebody. So what I want you to think about is when you are collaborating or letting your wife know that, hey, this is what I think we need, or this is actually, honey, what I just want, and I have enough money to do it. We've got this money. You may not agree with it, but I really would like this. One of the things that is imperative about doing this is the connection piece that she feels a part of the process. And that this is not about answering to her. This is not about you being in a one-down position. This is you respecting a partner and respecting that everything you do affects her. And she doesn't have any control over the effect it has. And so it's kind of like picture yourself in a swimming pool. And if somebody comes and does a cannonball and you're kind of like just laying on the, on the raft and you're enjoying the sun and someone jumps in the water and does a cannonball and doesn't ask your permission or tell you they're coming and how that feels. So what you want to think about is your relationship is fluid. The moves that you make directly affect the woman in your life. And you want to really make sure that those effects are positive. So number three, being sexual, sexually selfish or clueless. Now, many times in the bedroom men forget, or worse, haven't figured it out yet sometimes, that their wives often need more than they do to get turned on. Now, I know we've talked about this before, but it's really important that you want to make sure that you are tuning in to the woman in your life and that you are not assuming that because you feel good and everything that you're doing, that that is going to generalize to her. If she's uncomfortable talking about it, you want to foster that friendship with her. You want to foster an atmosphere of kindness, of gentleness, of acceptance, of patience. Lots and lots of patience. That she feels safe enough to express her concerns to you safe enough to express her insecurities to you, safe enough to actually talk about what she might need or what she might want so that you don't either get a super passive woman or a highly aggressive woman. So number four, this is listening the wrong way. So listening doesn't necessarily mean nodding along as your wife explains what's bothering her. All the while you may be thinking about ways to fix whatever the problem is over here or the problem that you have at work. Because men tend to analyze situations and then generate options. And that's guaranteed to make your wife go ballistic. Because I'm assuming, and I'm I'm probably sure this is pretty accurate, that most of you men out there have very intelligent wives. And they're probably very successful. And they probably can figure out a lot of things all on their own. So what they're wanting from you is a friendship. They're wanting you to come alongside and to care about what's going on. So when you are listening to what she is saying, 
you want to listen to tone. You want to listen to the emotion. You want to listen to how that affected her. You want to put yourself in her life and learn what goes on in her world and how she is affected. So listening is an active process. And it also involves, involves our first one that we talked about, which is empathy. So we're coming up on a break here. And we are going to finish up in the next segment on the six things, the six mistakes that men make in marriage. And I think these are going to really prove to be help, helpful for you. So this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me again in the next segment. Please visit my website at CynthiaHyatt.com. And my name is spelled C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Well, welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and you are listening to 1360 KPXQ, Bay Talk Radio. And today, we are talking about the six mistakes that men make in marriage and the six mistakes that women make in marriage. So we left off on this, this one that we talked about, listening the wrong way. Now, the first three was not showing empathy, was reckless spending, and being sexually selfish or clueless. So again, I want to remind you that if you can't listen to the show in its entirety, you can always go to my website and you click on the radio link, the radio tab at the top of the page, and it will take you to all these shows. And you just scroll down and you can find whatever show it is that you're looking for. So this this last one we left off on was number four, and that's listening the wrong way. Because listening does not mean nodding nodding along as your wife is explaining what's bothering her, all the while thinking about the ways you're going to fix the problem. What we're wanting to do is we're wanting to recognize that, yes, you may have some really helpful things to tell your wife and some really good ideas. But the way that you go about doing that is make sure that you are connected emotionally to her first. And that is always through empathy and caring and interest, not judging it, not trying to solve the problem, not telling her all the reasons why she doesn't need to feel the way she's feeling and trying to talk her out of a feeling. Because one of the things, men, I understand, when women start having really big feelings, it can get very stressful because you're not really sure where it's going to go, how long it's going to last, and if you're the one that's going to get in trouble. So one of the ways to best safeguard that is that you ask for more information, like tell me why you felt that way, or tell me a little bit more about what you were thinking or feeling when you heard that. Or help me know why that's so painful for you. I think I understand, but I want to know more. And then saying things like, I hate that that happened to you. I wish you didn't have to feel that way. That's not fair. That doesn't feel fair. Or I really care about the fact that this affects you. And I wish it wasn't so painful. Or being really excited. Tell me more about it. That sounds really fun. That sounds really cool. I'm so glad they were so positive. And I'm glad that that they liked it so much. All those validating statements are imperative when you want to emotionally connect with a woman. Because after you emotionally connect, then you might be able to say something like, hey, I just had a thought. I wonder if this might work. Or have you thought about this? Or maybe you want to try this. That kind of worked for me. might not work for you, but it was just a thought I had. She's going to be far more receptive to hearing that. 
after she thinks you're on her side and you emotionally connect. And so when I say to people, I can be on their side, it doesn't mean I agree with everything that they've done or the way that they think. And it doesn't mean that I necessarily agree with all of how they feel. But I do respect it and I do care about it. So number five, shelving your feelings. This is a great way to ruin a marriage and any relationship that you have with a woman is if you shelve your feelings. Now, see, listening to your wife talk about her feelings is essential, but so is talking about your own. Because we married someone to be in relationship with them. So we don't want to be in relationship all by ourselves, just talking about ourselves and talking about how we feel. We really want to know what you think, what you feel, what happened in your day, all the different stories that you might have. And so many men think that they might need to hide their feelings because they might risk being seen as weak or they might feel like they're wrong. And so when I talk to women about supporting men in their feelings, one of the things I say to them, you have to be very careful about criticizing how a man feels. And so it's imperative that you understand that this is a process and it's a learning, a learning curve with the person in your life that it's imperative that you share your feelings. Whether you feel like that's going to make you sound weak or not, I'm going to guarantee you, with any woman, she wants to care. She wants to be involved. She wants to know. She wants to comfort you. She wants to come alongside you. She wants to be your friend. And the way she does that is to connect with you emotionally and to know how you feel. If you don't know how you feel, then I would recommend... There are lots of books you can read. There are feeling lists. You can even look online and ask online, Google feeling lists. And you will get lists and lists of feeling words that really can help in the process. If you're learning how to talk about your feelings, I oftentimes give these lists to the men on my caseload. And I say, look at all these feelings that you might be feeling. Because they kind of relegate their feelings to happy or mad. Happy or mad. And I want to tell you, men, you are far more complicated than just two feelings. So growing up, men many times learn that they can't let others know when they're scared or when they're hurt. And sometimes that's wise. You may not ha- it may not be safe for other men to know you're scared or hurt. But that's not the case with your wife. She wants to be your best friend. So the last mis- marriage mistake a man can make is going on a power trip. And what I mean by this is that being a man doesn't mean you always have to be in charge. And many men, somehow, I know that many men don't get that. They don't feel like they're being a man unless they're being assertive or aggressive, taking a stance, making a point, solving a problem. And what I want you to understand is that if you are a man, you don't have to always prove you are a man. It's okay to just know you are a man. And so you don't have to do all of those things to let everybody know that you are. Because one of the mistakes that men often make is thinking that they have to assert or be aggressive or take charge or prove. And so they try to get what they want by being dominant. But it's not about making demands or trying to overpower women. Because all women will pull away from that. And if they don't, they're doing it inside. Because women love to see strong men, confident men, men that will take a stand. 
But what you want to be careful about is pushing women around, manhandling women emotionally. I, I, I've said to uh, men frequently in my office, your emotional punch is a lot worse than hers. And there's a lot more power with it. And so you want to remind yourself that taking that stand and being aggressive, what that does is firstly causes people to have less respect for you. And then secondly, causes you to be, it be very difficult to emotionally connect. And so I'm not saying you might have to need to assert yourself, especially if you have a woman that's being disrespectful. And we're going to talk about that in the next half hour. But I want to encourage you men to know you don't have to prove it all the time. We really know the power you have and we love the power you have. And so we're coming up on a hard break. We are at the half hour segment and I want to encourage you to listen next half hour when we talk about the six mistakes that women often make in marriage. And you can always listen to this show in its entirety if you go to my website at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T dot com. And all the shows are on, um, on the radio tab. All you press is the radio tab and it'll take you to all those shows. I also want to remind you that I'm a keynote speaker um, and I also sing. And so I would love to speak or sing at any event that you have. You can always go to the website and contact me through that. So I always appreciate your listenership. And again, join me in this next segment for six mistakes that women often make in marriage. Well, welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. This is Cynthia Hyatt, and you are listening to 1360 KPXQ Faith Talk Radio. Hope you're having a great day. And I think this show is going to be very helpful. If you're just tuning in, you can always go to my website, CynthiaHyatt.com, and listen to the show in its entirety. The first half hour of this show, we talked all about the six mistakes that men might make in marriage. And we are now going to talk about six marriage mistakes that women make. And avoiding these six things really may make for a better marriage. And so what you don't know about marriage, women, may spell trouble for you. So, for instance, if you don't speak up for what you want, your husband really truly is flying blind and not likely to deliver, at least not deliver what it is that you're needing or wanting. And the way you talk about issues maybe making the matters worse. And then there's obviously the bedroom when we're talking about the sexuality of our marriage. So getting married is easy, but being married might be a lot trickier. And so we're going to talk about these six different things. And I kind of lumped them all together. And, and I'm hoping that these will be encouraging for you today. And the first one is being too accommodating. And many times, as wives, we're willing to give up what we want. And we're willing to, to kind of be an accessory to our husband. We, we don't want to create conflict. Uh, we don't want him to be mad at us. We want to we please him, hoping that that will bring harmony to our home. Uh, we don't know how to talk about our feelings. Maybe uh, our faith 
has told us a particular uh, paradigm that is the quote-unquote Proverbs 31 woman. And so we might be just expecting and assuming that our husband knows things that he doesn't know. And then we might be harboring anger toward him because we're thinking that he knows to do all these things and he should know better. And he doesn't. And so there are some things that we might think are just average, ordinary pieces of information that every man would know. And, and we make the assumption that, that men know a lot more than they do. And so part of our job as a woman is help, helping men understand us. That means that we need to speak up. That means that, that when we're too afraid, you know, and we don't want to fight, and we don't want some unpleasantness, then somehow on a subconscious level, in order to preserve the relationship, we feel like we have to diminish ourselves. And we're afraid to make those ripples. And then when we don't, we might swing to the under, other end of the pendulum, and then we get aggressive. Or maybe we get passive aggressive. And so a lot of this is, is understanding how I am able to really show up in my own relationship, do my side of the relationship well, certainly not create unnecessary conflict, but to be able to boldly and confidently tell my husband what it is that I need and recognize that he may not understand it the first time and he may not understand how important it is. But I want to be practicing faith and practicing just assuming. If I'm going to assume anything, I'm going to assume positive intentions toward him. I'm going to assume that he loves me and that he wants me to be happy. Because I have yet to meet a man that is married that doesn't want his marriage to be successful. Men are very committed to wanting their marriage successful. The majority of the time, they just don't know how to do it. And they're doing the best that they can. And they're doing what they think is right. And, and I'm going to tell you, women, there's a tendency for men to, to really trust what they think is right. And they think if they just keep doing it, it will work. And if they just keep doing it harder... It will work. So it's important that we give them information, and we give them information in a respectful manner. So the second one is, second mistake, is not being clear about expectations. And you have to understand that with men, I'm very direct with men, and they appreciate it. I'm not disrespectful, but I'm very direct. I just simply tell them the truth. And I don't do it brutally, and I don't do it in a passive-aggressive manner. But they value me being specific, and me being very literal. And so I will tell them specifically, what you just said has this effect on your wife. Or when you do blah, 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 this is how your wife feels. And so it's important that you begin to understand that the more literal you can be, the more specific you can be, and doing that in a respectful manner will go very far for your husband. They want to be successful with you. One of the ways I set my my husband up for success with me is I tell him very specifically, well, I wish you would say this. This is what I really need to see. This is what I would really like today. This is what I'm hoping for. This is how this affects me. This is why I feel the way that I do about whatever it is. And I am careful that when I am specific and literal, that I don't go on for days and days and days. And I remind myself to make it as concise as I possibly can. So we are here at a break again. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. And we are talking about the six marriage mistakes for women that women make 
And we're going to talk about the next four in the next segment. So join me again. Well, this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Thank you for joining me again today. We are in the last part of our one-hour show here, and we are talking about the six marriage mistakes that men make and the six marriage mistakes that women make. And so the first half hour was about what men do, the six mistakes men might make, and this last half hour is about the six mistakes that women may make. So if you weren't able to listen to the show in its entirety, if you're just tuning in, please visit the website at CynthiaHyatt.com, and that's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com, and you can listen to the show in its entirety. There's all the podcasts there on the website. So the first two that we talked about just in this last segment for women was, number one, being too accommodating, and that means that um, I may be stuffing needs that I have. I may be not wanting conflict. I may be withholding um, feelings that I have. I may be afraid to express them. I may not have been very successful expressing them. And so I end up then many times being passive aggressive. And so my attempts at harmony and not having a ton of conflict in the home only creates the tendency for me to either explode or to be passive aggressive, which means I'll begin to become very sarcastic and flippant which is always seen as highly disrespectful by men and will ensure that I don't get my needs met, unfortunately. So that first one was being too accommodating. The second one we talked about is if I'm not clear about expectations. And so you always want to remind yourself that men are really wanting to, to um, hit the mark. And so when I give my husband an expectation and I'm clear about it, I say, this is what I expect, or this is what I hope for. This is what I would like to see. This is what would make me very, very happy. Then I give him a reference point or mark for him to shoot for. Now, if he doesn't make it, I'm not, you know, it's not a sin. It's not a crime, but he likes to know what is expected of him because he wants to be successful with me. And so if he can't make, if the expectation is unrealistic, it gives him an opportunity to tell me why versus me just being disappointed and him not knowing why. So it's really important that we understand this idea of how to talk with men. And, and if you, we're not going to talk about that today, but you can always go to the website and listen to the show on Gender Speaks. There's also a little um, mini book or an, um, that you can order from the website called Gender Speaks. And it really helps to understand how we talk to the genders differently. So this third one that we're going to look at is underestimating the effect of tone of voice. And that is a very primary part of interacting with men and making sure that I am heard. And so I'm constantly helping women understand their tone. Because when we talk to each other, we really want to be expressive. And we want to give full range to our feelings And we appreciate that and like that about our interactions with our friends. And our friends feel highly connected the more emotional we are. But that is not the case for men. You have to remember that that men are very easily stimulated by women. And they are also just hardwired to be scanning for danger at all times. That's the way that men are hardwired in their brain. So when my tone is nasty, critical, sarcastic, 
super loud, I'm yelling, screaming, swearing, what will happen is that a man automatically feels the need to protect himself from me. And I'm telling you, if he needs to protect himself from me, he can no longer protect me. So it's difficult and it requires discipline and effort when I talk to men to make sure that my tone of voice is not negative, sarcastic, um, aggressive, demeaning, demoralizing. That when I'm talking to my husband, it doesn't mean that I'm flatline. It means that I'm trying to stay the way I'm talking to you right now. And I can still use very big emotional words like I am very angry. But I can still say it in this tone of voice. And it takes practice. But one of the things that helps is that my husband is much better able to hear those words than if I'm screaming, I am angry at you. So our tone as women really goes a long way. So it means that discussing what's bothering me, that I do it in a way that searches for solutions and alternatives rather than venting. So I many times say to women, if you need to vent, go vent to yourself, vent to God, vent to a girlfriend as long as you're being respectful of your husband to her. But if you need to get a lot of that emotionality out, it's better to do that and then go talk to your husband about what you understand is going on with you. So number four, mismatched communication styles. And this is a huge mistake that we make as women. So if you feel like you're not being heard by your husband, you might, you might want to revisit communication style. And so some women repeat their complaint or concern a few times in an effort to get their husband's attention. Some men may call it nagging, but it may just be about having different communication styles. So it's kind of called this demand withdraw dynamic. So one person wants conversation, but the other hasn't figured out how to respond or appears to have shut down. So the speaker presses further, and that's a vicious pattern. So if I don't give my husband time to think, he's going to get overwhelmed by how many times I repeat what's happening to me. Because if we think about in the first part of this, this show, we talked about the number one thing for men is not showing empathy. So if I tell my husband how I'm feeling or something that's bothering me or what I need, and I don't give him time to think about it and figure out how to respond, then I might say it again, and now I'm intensifying it. Now I'm getting offended. Now I'm getting my feelings hurt, which causes him to withdraw. The more he withdraws, the more my feelings get hurt. And I've assumed that he doesn't care about how I feel. So one of the things that we want to do with men many times is make the statement and wait and give them time to process that information. They don't process as quickly as the female brain does. The male brain is made up of gray matter, which is systematizing and more mechanistic. A woman's brain is more white matter, which is called mirror neurons. So there's high connectivity which means that I connect very quickly, I think very quickly, and I think about a lot of different things at the same time. And I have words for all those things that I think. And so it's imperative when I'm talking to my husband that I slow the pace down and I don't talk on top of him. And one of the most amazing things for men is when they watch women interact 
and they see us talking on top of each other all the time, and we all know what each other is saying. Men cannot do that. So it's very important that in communicating, I manage my tone of voice, I manage my pacing, I make sure that my tone of voice is not disrespectful, I make sure that I'm assertive in what I'm talking about, which means that I believe what I'm saying, that I value what I'm saying, and that I'm respecting what I'm saying. And then I give my husband a chance to respond. And I wait. And so this happens in relationships a lot, where we're not feeling like men are validating what we're saying. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that they may feel like broadsided by what we say. And one of the most difficult things for men in relationship with women is how often they miss things. Now, you have to understand a man's greatest need is success. So it's embarrassing, it's frustrating, it's annoying, it's shaming when he is constantly thinking, how did I not know that? How did I miss that? I never knew she felt that way. I didn't know that happened. I didn't know she even heard that statement like that. I thought I was saying the right thing. So it's important that we are supportive of men as well. So that when I say to my husband, whatever it is that I'm telling him, and he looks at me like a deer in the headlights, that I give him a chance to settle down and think about what I said. And then he may say something to me like, I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) And so it's important for me to say, okay, here's what happened. Here's what I feel. And this is what I'm thinking. This is what I need. So I want to be sure that when I'm communicating with a man, that I'm on top of my game and I'm not trying to talk to him the way a woman does. Because when I talk to my girlfriends, they help me out a lot. They go, oh, that's what that, oh, I feel that way too. Or you must be thinking this, or didn't you feel like this when that happened? And see, men don't operate like that. So it's very important that I understand the different types of communication and how men and women communicate differently so that I can set the man in my life up for success. So I also want to take a hard look at what is fixed. And this would be personality quirks, for example. These things cannot be changed. This may be temperament. Maybe my husband is extroverted. Maybe my husband is introverted. Maybe he is more of a big picture person. Maybe he's more a a person that's more literal or really wants to deal more in the facts. So I need to not personalize the way that God has made someone. And I want to be able to work with that and accept it and support it. So number five, this is a big mistake that women make, and that is not making sex a priority. Whether it's because of fatigue or some other reason, many times women don't make enough time for sex, and that is a serious mistake, especially in a marriage, because we want our men that we're married to to be faithful to us, but yet we're expecting them to have maybe very little sex. At the same time, we're expecting they're faithful. So it's imperative that you understand, and I say this to women every day in my office when I'm doing marriage counseling, I say the number one reason that a man gets married is to have a companion and a regular sex partner. It's very, very important that you take that very seriously, and you recognize that that is not a character flaw. That is the way that God made them. They want a best friend in a woman, and they want a regular sex partner. Those are huge priorities for men. All the rest of the stuff, they kind of take care of on their own. 
And so they want to be understood by you. They want to be loved by you. They want your affection. They want your approval. Even though they don't chat like a woman does, they want to be able to express themselves. And one of the things that I find talking with men is if you look at men in, let's say, in a nightclub, in a bar, at a restaurant, they have a tendency to sit next to each other. In a party, they stand next to each other. And one of the reasons is that men are very stimulated by what they see. So a lot of times, some of the best conversations I have with my husband are in the car when we're both facing forward. So I want you to really begin to understand the hardwiring of men and to understand this issue of sexuality and companionship. And if I don't make sex a priority, I'm going to make the biggest mistake I could make in a marriage. And number six is forgetting to cherish your partner. Sometimes women, we get focused a lot on our kids, on work, on extracurricular activities, neighborhood, friends, our home, and we forget that we are the primary focus in our husband's life. Everything that he is doing is to make that work. His marriage, his family. And so we have a lot of other interests. But with men, we want to recognize that a huge interest for them is us. And so we want to make sure that we cherish our partner. And God makes it very clear that we are to love one another as we love ourselves. We are to love one another. So wives, we are to love our husbands like we love our girlfriends, like we love our children. The amount of time and effort we put into understanding our children and understanding our girlfriends, we need to put into understanding the men in our lives. So I hope this was helpful for you today. Thank you again for joining me. Make sure you check out the website at CynthiaHyatt.com, my, my uh, Facebook page. Make sure you like that at Cynthia Hyatt, Inc. That's INC for Incorporated. And I really am hoping you have a blessed week and that your relationships flourish. God bless you all. We hope this past hour has been encouraging, motivating, and inspiring to you. We'd like to remind listeners that this show isn't a replacement for professional counseling or therapy. The messages and teachings shared during this show are given as a way to teach listeners with ideas and insights about how to become your own best version. Cynthia is available as a keynote or guest speaker for corporate or spiritual events. To contact Cynthia, go to CynthiaHyatt.com. If you missed any part of this program, you can hear a replay at any time at FaithTalk1360.com. Join us again next Sunday at 4 p.m. for Conversations with Cynthia on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ.